Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report, a brand new show for a brand new week. (laughs) Before we even get started, the show starts even before it starts, kids. That's what you need to know. I'll explain that in a minute. Meanwhile, it is Monday, October 18th, year of our goddess Lilith 2021. Hell, Lilith. It is right to give her thanks and praise, and it's right for you guys to be starting the week off with us here on the Ralph Report. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Bat Cave with me is <laughs> the mayor. The mayor, he's not the mayor of anything. He's the sheriff of Ghost Town. He's the rear admiral. He is the king of the Eddieism. Mm. It's Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. I do this. Holy God. Holy God. People are going to miss they it. They will miss that. Yo, ho, Eddie. That too. Just before we went live, kids, on today's new Ralph report, we got a brand new Eddieism. <sighs> Eddie was complaining about his Washington football team. Yes. And you want to tell everybody what you said? Well, I, I'm, I give Riverboat Ron a pass because he had the cancer. That's your head coach. But the, my, my focus of anger is is on Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator. Right. And I said, he's the stick in my crawl. <laughs> There's no stick in your craw. There's not an actual twig. What is it? That goes into your craw. Something gets stuck in your craw. Right. Right. Why can't it be a stick? Because it's not. That's you can not get a stick stuck in your craw. No, something really sticks in your craw. That means something is, is sticking in your, in your gullet, in your right. mouth, and it's really bothering right. you. Right. But then there's no it could be a thing. stick. There's no stick. It's not a stick in your craw. You don't get a stick in he your craw. It could be a stick. Something sticks in, in your, your craw. craw. But it's not this physical twig. It's it's something lodged in your craw. Right. Which could be a stick. But it's never a stick. Mm. No one had no one gets a stick in their craw. Well, Jack Del Rio's not stuck in my craw. Yes, he that's is. That's weird sounding. No, it's not. That sounds that's, like he's in me, and I don't like that. Because that's how it is. You have Jack Del Rio stuck in your craw, but you don't have a stick in your craw. I'll tell you that much right now. Holy shit. Kids, we got a hell of a show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, it's the only way we know how to start off on Mondays by munching something. Oh. We're going to have a little surprise munching Monday. Well, there's an empty bowl here. There is. There's an empty bowl in front of Eddie Pence, Mm. and we're going to fill it. And then we're going to stick something in his craw and, and make him eat on today's stick soup? Munchin' Monday. No stick soup. No. Oh. Uh, what else we got going on? Oh, this day in history, entertainment news, your phone calls. Oh, so much stuff going on. So much, on. so much. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to remind folks that today at noon is the deadline for you to get your donation into the uh, breast cancer charity of your choice. And then you send me a proof of that donation, any size donation, to ralph at theralphreport.com. And that enters you 
into the raffle for the Eddie Pence artwork that features this week me getting vaxxed up the ass by a busting You're getting something stuck in your crawl. That's not my craw. Wrong end. I'm getting a I think it's a very loose definition of what a crawl is. It really it's very is. It's loose. very specific. It's very it's up very to interpretation. No, it's not up to any interpretation. Mm. It's a uh, it's a very hard and fast definition of what the craw is. All right. Okay. And what, what goes in it. So it's me getting vaxxed in the butt with a by a busty nurse and uh it's only appropriate since she's busty. Yes. That we uh, protect the boobies out there. Hell yeah. And so it's a breast cancer charity Hell yeah. weekend. And uh, we will uh, announce who gets that artwork tomorrow on tomorrow's show. But noon today is the cutoff. So I want to make sure people got a chance to get their donations in. Uh, what else we got going on? Uh, how was your uh, weekend with your friends? You were catching up we with old friends weekend. this I had weekend, a right? Really nice weekend. Uh, Saturday they or Friday evening they came into town and we hung out to have dinner and all that stuff. And then nice. Saturday, did you go out to eat or did we, you eat your house? No, we went to we have a we went to Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Oh my god! Do you ever eat anywhere that's not a chain? That there isn't one in every. Why? I know. I know. If I'm going to that chain, I know exactly what I'm getting. Yeah, you're getting Bubba Gump chain right. shrimp, and I'm getting it, and I'm enjoying it. You're and I'm, chain I, I, restaurant shrimp. It takes all the guesswork out of restaurantism. It sure does. Restaurantism. Yeah, that's the that's the uh, the practice of going to restaurants. I see. Restaurantism. You're on fire. Today. I know. <laughs> So, uh, how so, was Bubba Gump? That was great. I, I always get the shrimpers heaven. Shrimp get salad, sh shrimp stew, three different shrimp types of shrimp. sandwich, fried shrimp bake shrimp coconut shrimps um so we did that on friday i saw my buddy he it was good to see his family we hung out then saturday i went to a baby shower for two members here in the garmy um what yes uh uh it tracy's they have to be tracy's clients she just got them a house they got into the new house jeff and brie brianna they got they're having a baby and they she, she got them into the house before they're gonna have their baby so we're at their baby just? shower she just like, in the nick of time she handed over the keys and, and then her water right broke? out well the baby's coming in like a couple weeks but I just want to congratulate them because they're members of the Garmy. They used Trace to be the realtor. She got him a house. So it was a housewarming slash baby shower. It was oh, a very fun event. Nice. So it was very nice. We made some friends in the Garmy. It's like personal friends in the Garmy. It was oh, nice. that's great. Must be nice to be invited to things by members of the Garmy. That's that's nice. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad, sure they would have invited I'm you. I'm glad they invited. I'm sure they wouldn't have because they didn't. That's how I know they wouldn't have. <laughs> Next time. I'll tell, I'm I'll sure. tell them to invite you. I got some pull over there. Uh, I'm fine. I don't want to go to their goddamn baby shower. <laughs> Screw them. I really sticks in my craw see did, it sticks in your crawl they didn't invite they're me. sticking in no, your crawl they're there there's no stick though <sighs> all right the lack of invitation sticks in my craw i'll tell you that much <laughs> um well good it sounds good like weekend. you had a lovely weekend, i did have a lovely week except for uh the washington uh football team. yeah i would like to like, try to forget about yeah. that we're still neck and neck we are two we're and four battling it out for second place i got a feeling you guys are gonna you're gonna end up pieing me you the think? way this team is headed. I don't know. We're not any better. I don't I, I don't watch your team as much as I watch mine. I just feel my team is going south in a hurry. I feel the same way. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Although we're taking on uh, the uh, the racist, homophobic uh, Raiders next weekend. They have a gay player on their team. Imagine yeah. how he felt when they that news came They don't have a homophobic out. coach anymore. No, they I don't. know that much. They do not. So they look good though this weekend. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it looks like they're they're rallying around the new coach. Sometimes that happens, <laughs> Sometimes you know. When you get rid of a homophobic racist, things look up. Mm. We'll have to wait. Who and knew? See. But uh, Dallas is running away with our division. Unfortunately, so it's already getting sad. At least we're not Giants fans. That's true. Could be worse.
Now we're going to hear from all the Giant fans. <laughs> Bitching and moaning. Sorry, it's not our fault. Um, good show today. Start guaranteed. You're going to be glad to start the week with us. I know it's a Monday. But we're going to make it a little bit better for you. At least we're going to try. Uh, I got a chance to check out No Time to Die over the weekend. How have was you, it? Have you seen that I'm film going yet? this week. I'm going this week. Spoiler-free review from me about No Time to Die. Okay. It is the perfect uh, conclusion to the Daniel Craig era of James Bond films. It's brilliantly done in terms of its execution. Uh, Performances are strong overall, in my opinion. Daniel Craig uh, goes out on a high note. Good villain. The villain was kind of lackluster to Mm. me. Rami Malek, I think, made a conscious decision to underplay his megalomaniac supervillain, you right. know, the, the typical Bond villain who wants world domination. Right. And usually those characters are larger than life. Mm-hmm. He is so much smaller than life in this film. Hmm. It's an odd choice. And it it's it lacks a certain energy or charisma, in my opinion. Because hmm. that's always the best part about the Bond is the villain. Usually. Me. Stronger villain means a stronger movie. And yeah. it's it's fine. The, the plot is... Uh, it's a little dense, but it's it, it, it's all there. Where do you rank it in the Craig uh, Bond um, movies? Boy, best well, Sky, Skyfall still my favorite by yeah. far. Um, and Casino Royale I thought was really strong. So this is probably second or third for me above Quantum, above Quantum, and above Spectre. Yeah. Um, all that being said, yeah, I am happy to see the end of the Daniel Craig era of James Bond. Not your favorite era. No, and I'll tell you why, and it certainly holds true in this film as well. And I understand it was a modernization of the character, and I understand that now James Bond's allowed to f- allowed to feel things, and he he feels too goddamn much, in my opinion. <laughs> this this emo Bond has worn out its welcome with me. It is overall, I found the film to be joyless. And that's not anything I ever want in my Bond movie. Well, I found that throughout the entire Daniel Craig run. That's it's, why I said this film is the perfect yeah, resolution to that era because it maintains that, except for Skyfall, which I felt had a little bit more of yeah. that Bond uh, swagger and sort of energy to it. Uh, the rest of the films have been largely a grim affair. And I know we live in the world now where everything has to be gritty and grim and realistic and blah, 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 blah. Right. I, it's not what I go to James Bond for. It's no. just not. You want a fun, action-packed spy thriller. And I hear people yelling already at me here on the podcast saying, you just, you're old and you like the old <laughs> Bond. Blah, blah, blah. I just, I enjoyed the fantastical nature of the James Bond films yeah. throughout, yeah. no matter who was wearing the tux. Yeah. And this I, I understand if you wanted to make it a little bit more grounded than the Pierce Brosnan films or the Roger Moore films. I get that. But you don't have to suck all the fun out of the exercise. Right. You know? okay, okay. And I felt like there was it's missing an element of fun, which can be done. I mean, look at the Kingsman films. Yeah. Those films are violent and gritty, but at the same time, enormously fun. Yeah. So I'm hoping they just hand the franchise over to Matthew Vaughn and and just be done with that it would because be excellent. he has a you know he and Guy Ritchie and there's these other um, uh, directors who get us know how to deliver 
violence and action and and character, but at the same time, have fun with it. Have a smile on their face yeah. while they're doing it. And so uh, once again, this film really well done. Little long, could have used a trim. It's the longest of all the Bond films. I think it runs at two hours forty minutes. Oh I wow, think. that yeah. is a long Bond. It's, film. it's it, but it moves pretty good. Yeah, I, it it didn't feel that long. But there were moments where I'm like, okay, we could tighten this up a little bit. <laughs> but there is um, the the Bond girl, Ana de Armas, I guess her name is. Um, actress, I think Spanish, perhaps, or, yeah. or Mexican. Uh, she shines in it, uh, in it all, all too briefly, in my opinion. Mm. Um, there's some, obviously, the you know, the best action sequences you'll see uh, on the screen. Yeah. But it felt a little too born identity to me, a little too... I mean, even the Mission Impossible films are a little bit heightened to the point where well, you can have some... they're just crazy, You ridiculous. can have some fun with yeah. it, you know? And so, uh, anyway, that's my take. I'm sure a lot of people are going to disagree because it's getting largely great reviews and yeah. all the Bond fans seem to be very pleased. And I, I thought it was fine. I just thought it was fine. Well, I think this this set has had its run. I'm, I would love for them to try to take it in a different direction for the next guy. Yes. And whoever I, it is. I, I'm looking forward to the future of the franchise to see what they do yeah. to reinvent again. But I hope they lighten up a little bit. Speaking of which, real quickly, before we move on, did you see the new Batman trailer that was dropped at DC Fandom? I did. It, it looks like a Christopher Nolan film it to does. me, doesn't it? It does. It doesn't look like they're departing very much from that feeling at all. Yeah. I've heard this is supposed to be more of a detective-type story where it is more Batman becoming a more detective-type thing to solve the crime instead of just going through beating people up. Right. So I don't, maybe I have some hope for when it When he punched way. the window, like, what did you do that? I was like, oh, I've seen this film before. I know. I just, I'm, I'm tired of gritty Batman. Yeah, I know. So. However, the Flash uh, trailer looked... Yeah, surprisingly upbeat and sort of fun. Well, I think you have to with that character, especially I hope so. who he is. I hope so. You have to. Anyway, there you go. There's uh, my take on uh, No Time to Die. But uh, and if you have a differing opinion, that's okay. We can agree to disagree. You don't have to try to convince me, huh? and I won't try to convince we you. We all like what we like. Let's be those people. <laughs> all right, let's turn our attention now to beloved members of the Garmy. We love it when you reach out to us, especially... When you leave your voicemail messages on the Ralph Report hotline, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's open to you. All you got to do is dial up that phone number, one 833 Hi, Ralph. Yeah. I listen to them all here in the Batcave, and then I grab a handful, handful rather, that catch my attention, and we call that segment Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now and see what's on your mind. I apologize if my voice is still a little gravelly. I'm uh, still not over this goddamn cold. You don't sound bad. I feel better. Yeah. But I'm not uh, not 100%. That's yet. good. But uh, at least I'm not coughing up a small furry owl. Every, Friday was rough. Every three minutes. <laughs> The lungs have settled down now, and just my nose is running incessantly. Oh. It's like I've done an eight ball of Coke without having the pleasure of having done an eight ball of Coke. So <laughs> a lot of sniffing going on. Let's uh, go up. It's Monday. You know, we start Mondays off with a joke mm -hmm. to uh, start everybody's week off properly. Jackie called in with hers. Hey, Ralph. This is Jackie from Moreno Valley. Um, Monday's coming up, so I got a Merkful Monday for you. Why do ducks have tail feathers? I don't know why. To cover their butt quacks. <laughs> hey. Hi -o. <laughs> to cover their butt quacks. Oh, hey. Hi -o. See, they have butt quacks. I get it. 
That's awesome. I love it when people are wrong about lyrics. That's no secret. John called in with his. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Odie. And then the other wanker, um, Reggie, the Wonder Pup. Oh, That's don't. Right. No, I'm wow. of course. Wow. Hi, Steve. Love you, too. Um, so, guys, I am calling about the, the misheard lyrics. This is John from Burbank, Two Star. And um, I was listening to Day After Day by Badfinger the oh, other day. Love that song. And realized that that is one that forever I've misheard the lyrics. In the part of the chorus where he says, uh, bring it home, baby, make it soon. I give my love to you. Yes. I always hear, bring it home. We'll be naked soon. I give my love to you. That's very different. Which I really think are better than the original lyrics. <laughs> Do if, you? if he didn't write them originally that way, he should have. No. And I think he should be ashamed of himself. No. But anyway, thought I'd share that. And that's all. So love you guys. Mean it. Bye. Thank you, John. Here it is. I love Badfinger. Here's their song, Day After Day. Here is the uh, lyric in question. See if you hear, as John does, we'll be naked soon. I sort of hear that. Yeah. Yeah, I hear it. If you want to hear it, you can hear it. Yeah, if you want, if you to, want, be, to, hear you want it. to be naked soon, I guess that would be a better way to give you my love. But <laughs> More like, efficient, anyway. I like the original. On Friday, we did our Garmy game show, and Jorleni was our winner. Oh, yes. I mocked her name mercilessly. Yeah, we called it pasta. It's a ridiculous name. It really is. <laughs> but she seems to be a very sweet lady. She called in to say how happy she was. Oh. Hello, my beloved Ralph. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Steve. This is Jorleni Tobias, uh, Friday's Game Show contestant. Yes, Jorleni is my name. Not a real name. Um, I just wanted to call and say thank you. So I was pleasantly surprised. I was listening to Friday's show and listening to Kevin's story about how grateful he is for you guys on the show. And I was tearing up listening to him because I feel the same exact way. And lo and behold, you call my name for the game show. So I'm super excited. Thank you so much. Um, with the Ralph Report, I've been with you since day one. So uh, I just want to thank you because you do brighten up my days when I need that extra laugh or that extra boost to help me get through the day. Um, laughter is definitely the best medicine. So I just want to thank you for all that you do. Thank you, Eddie, for making me laugh all the time, Ralph. Your shenanigans have been with me for, unbeknownst to you, you've been in my life for many, many years. So thank you, Ralph. I love you guys. Mean it. Bye. Thank you, Jorleni. That was very sweet. Very I'm nice. Sorry I mocked your name so no, severely. Jorleni sounds nice. I bet she'd invite me to her baby shower. She probably would. She probably would. She seems like one of the good ones. So would Jeff and Brianna. <laughs> Whatever with them. <laughs> give me their address. I want to know where their house I is. I will give you their address. I'm going to stop by. Pay a little visit. He's, he's a big Batman fan. Oh, is he? Yeah, huge. Oh, well. So. I can see why he wouldn't invite me then because we have nothing in common. I'm going to give him the uh, I'm give him the Corden treatment from uh, Steve Ashton's uh -oh. playbook. Uh -oh. That's what I'm going to do. Uh -oh. I'm going to christen their new house. <laughs> What's my rule here about the Ralph Report hotline? Oh, you don't call in drunk. Don't call in drunk. Mm -mm. And I don't know whether to blame this call on booze or on pot or a combination of both. Okay. But what the fuck <laughs> is all I have to say. 
Hey, Ralph, you ever think that, like, the scariest thing we could ever discover right now would be a planet full of humans? Like, what? What if we just found other humans? There's no aliens. Okay. Like, wow. What? That's what he thinks would be the scariest thing we did, could discover. Just other humans? If we go out into space and then we find a planet and there are other people just like us living there. But they would also be aliens because they're from another place. That makes them alien. But if they were human beings... But they're human aliens. I mean, they're still aliens. Yeah, but that would hardly be the scariest thing we could discover. That would be the most unless comfort. There, that would be the opposite of the scariest unless thing. Unless it's the exact same people as here. We're just finding our even if our mirrored selves. If there, that's creepy if there as are fuck. doppelgangers. That's weird. That would be weird. But it certainly wouldn't be the scariest thing we could discover. It wouldn't be a planet full of acid spitting sharks with legs. Well, yeah, then you know to avoid that planet altogether. Yeah, but that would be scarier is my True. point. If you landed there and you saw another Eddie Pence, it would be weird. If you land there and you saw a giant bat-winged creature Scary. with four True. heads that would eviscerate you and eat your guts. But if that other Eddie Pence is saying the exact same words as you at the exact same time because you're the exact same person, that would be fucking scary. No, my God. You and this guy should get I'm thinking together. About it. The more I think about it, the more you, scary it is. You should hang out and make no fucking sense together. If we're sharing the same consciousness? Whatsoever. That's, that's scary. You should go have him just stick in your craw. He could be the <laughs> stick in your craw. That'd be good. But it's, there's no place for it on the Ralph Report. The Ralph Report makes the anus feel quite full. That's right. That's what we do here on this that's show. What that stick does for sure. And uh, from time to time, I like to figure stuff out for people, like where things came from. Hey, Ralph. This is Tyler from Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. Three star since the beginning. Thank you. Yo-ho, Odie. Hey, crew. Um, I was just thinking about um, some things that are going on in my life and uh, that I said that I've got my fingers crossed. And it got me wondering, why do we say that? I mean, we all know what it means, but where did it come from? Love you, mean it. Bye. Why do we cross our fingers for luck? I don't know. What? Where could that possibly come from? Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I'll fucking build up. Crossing our fingers for luck yeah. dates back to pre-Christianity paganism. Oh. Okay. The cross was a very powerful symbol yeah. even before Jesus Christ was crucified. Right. Pagan cultures used to worship the cross as well as a power as a symbol of great otherworldly power and good luck. Hmm. Before we nailed people to it? Right. Okay. So um if you wanted to make a wish, if you wanted something to happen yeah. back in the pre-Christian pagan days in Western Europe, okay. you would Make your wish, mm -hmm. and then you'd put your index finger out. Yeah. And then me being your buddy in support of your wish, I would cross your index finger with my index finger. Okay. So originally, crossing fingers was not a solo activity. Two separate people. It was a, it was a duo act. Were required. It was a double act. Okay. And you would have to cross your fingers, and that would anchor your wish in good luck and keep the evil spirits away. Okay. So you had to keep your fingers crossed like that until the wish would come true. So you can see quickly why people stop doing it. Yeah, that's You'd dumb. Be shit. walking around like an asshole, touching fingers Locked all day fingers long. with somebody? <laughs> yes. So Paganism we, sounds dumb as Christianity. We quickly realized, you know what? I'm going to support you, but I'm going to do it on my own. 
and I'm going to cross my own fingers. I need a portable way to do this. And I'm going to wish you the best and show you my support by crossing my fingers for you. Okay. And so you would cross your fingers, I would cross my fingers, and we'd go about our business. And that's for good luck. And that would be for good luck. That would be anchoring your wish in good luck and keeping the evil spirits at bay so mm. that the best could happen, uh, best outcome could happen for you. Okay. And so we've been uh, doing it ever since because we're basically monkeys. <laughs> Because we're basically just primates. Creatures of habit. Who are just, who are just how barely about, just outside the cave. How about when you say you're going to do something for somebody, but then you cross your fingers behind your back as a way to break the promise? Well, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're uh, uh, eclipsing the good luck and the good powers by keeping it uh, hidden. Hidden. So you are, okay. you're affecting the opposite result of what it would be if I were to show you my fingers up front. How do we get this far? Because we're just apes. Oh, we're just shaved apes. How did apes. we evolve this far? I have no idea. And not ruined it. But yet. we're holding on to some weird shit. That's all I know. <laughs> but that's where it comes from. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I don't Yeah, we're traveling into space, but we're also still crossing our fingers for good luck. Makes no sense. So there you go. And you know, we like to play upbeat music on every episode to make your day a little bit better. We call them our happy hits. Today's happy hit was requested by Jane, and it goes out to all the folks who work in the tax industry, the CPAs yeah. and the tax... Uh, uh, accountants and whatnot. Accountants, but there's the tax um, professionals, you know, like the H&R Block people yes. and everything. I don't know if you know this or not, Eddie. I don't know if you pay taxes. No, I don't. I've avoided it. But uh, this past Friday was the new deadline. Because they, oh, the the they adjusted the it because of yeah. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So you had to get your taxes in by Friday. No, we so. get ours in in April. Of course you yes. do. Because you buy your Christmas presents in February. I do my shit on time. Anyway. I'm on time. People were jamming to get everything filed by yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday. So the uh, CPAs out there, the tax professionals are all just fried. I bet. And so Jane called in for a happy hit for those folks. Hi, Ralph. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Steve. This is Jane, four-star general from Washington, and I'm hoping that you'll play my happy hit, Ralph. Sorry about the quality. I'm calling for my car because it's the only place I have some um, moment of peace. You sound good. Um, I, right now, I'm a CPA, and my office is just burned out <laughs> with the IRS not responding, all the deadlines being moved about in the last since the pandemic, we're just, we just have not felt like we've had a break. So Queens, um, don't stop me now. That is like, that's a song that I listen to when my kid and I are driving to school and to work. And it just really, really peps me up. If you can find, find a chance to play that, that'd be awesome. Love you, Mia. Bye. The worst is over, Jane. Time to celebrate. Here's Queen. Tonight. Gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive, and the world turning inside out. Yeah. I'm floating around in ecstasy, so. Like Lady Godiva I'm gonna go, go, go there. 
Garmin here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to the Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty, now it's time for us to take a look in the rearview mirror and find out what happened on this day, October 18th in history. Ralph's about to solve another mystery Like it's today the day some dude invented Listerine Or maybe a tyrant king married his sister queen Who knows, every day seems to be an anniversary The Garmy's rubbing Ralph's lamp So grant our wishes, please And tell us what went down this day in history October 18th, the year is 707 Pope John VII ended his reign as Catholic Pope on this day and by ended his reign, I mean died. Died. You have to die, right? You have to die. Usually, that's how they take you out. Right? You can, you can, you can stop being pope. You can walk away from the papacy. right, but it doesn't feel official until you die. They right? they prefer it if you. It's die. like when you retire, champion. They don't like that. They would like you to die. That's the way <laughs> they would like the power yeah. to they be want, uh, to yeah. be handed. They over. want to take the belt off of you. They want you to walk away with the belt. Yeah, that's what. Because then you might works. go work for the other side right. or something. You work for the other promotion now. Okay, you don't now. want to take you don't want to take your, all your pope knowledge. Yeah. You go work for Satan because yeah, then, then you got you got the inside track. Right. They got to make a new pope hat. And it's just a big pain in the ass. Plus all the secrets, all the pope secrets right. start being used by the Satanists, right. and then all hell breaks yeah. loose. People are crossing L- fingers. It's literally, thirteen fifty six on this day, the Basel earthquake happened. Oh. The most significant historic seismological event north of the Alps. Bet it smelled good. What? <laughs> what just happened? The Basel earthquake. Uh, it's B A S E L. Basel. You said Basel. Sounds like Basel. It. Uh, the it earthquake destroyed Basel there in Switzerland. <laughs> so. Uh, oh, did people die? 
Yes. Now I feel bad. A lot of people died. Now I hope I you're feel, happy. I feel bad now. With your attitude. It's a great smelling way to die, though. 1622, French King Louis VIII and the Huguenots signed the Treaty of Montpellier. Hmm? Montpellier. What was that about? It was just, they were fighting. The French and oh, the Huguenots Let's were stop fighting. Doing this. Let's stop fighting with each other. It's unofficial. We signed something. Montpellier. Of course, if you're an American, you say Montpellier. That's how I'd say it. Of course it is. Montpellier. Yes. Montpellier. That's not how it's said. Montpellier. Montpellier. 1648, the very first labor organization formed, the first union in the North American colonies. It was the Boston Shoemakers, which sounds like a uh, AAA club. (laughs) AAA hockey team. (laughs) Now, welcome your Boston Shoemakers. They just skate out (laughs) on on the ice. 1767, the Mason-Dixon line was formed. Oh, yeah. For bonus points, Eddie Pence, uh, what two states, the border between what two states makes up the Mason-Dixon line? Maryland, Virginia. (laughs) What is it? You just paid no attention in school. What's the Mason-Dixon line? It's Pennsylvania and Maryland. Oh, I always thought Maryland was north, part of the north of the Mason-Dixon line. No, Maryland is the first Okay. First state of the South. I always thought it was it's the line between Pennsylvania and Maryland. Well, Maryland wasn't in the Confederacy. They were in the Northern Army, weren't they? I don't know who they fought for. I think they fought for the North. They may have. That's why I always just I always picture them as all I know is where the, the Mason Dixon line is. Sorry, that's all I know. Sorry, is where the Mason Dixon okay. line is. That's all, all right. we're talking about. All right, here. Seventeen seventy six on this day in Elmsford, New York, a customer requested one of those famous cocktails. From bartender Betsy Flanagan. Hmm. Served up the first cocktail. Oh. She uh, created the cocktail. Wow. It was, what uh, was the brandy, water, bitters. I forget the exact recipe What's of What's the, the name of that cocktail then? The cocktail? That's just called the cocktail? It was the cocktail. And then eventually people started referring to all mixed as spirit drinks as cocktails. Mm. Yes. Okay. Cocktail coming from the uh, old tradition of bobbing a horse's tail. Okay. So it wouldn't go droop all the way down. It right. would be up and perky, Where's looking the- like the tail of a cock or a rooster. Oh, rooster. Okay. Yes. My head's in a way different place. And so uh, a cocktail would lift your spirits and oh. make, your, make your ass rise. That's what you want. Gotcha. The Ralph Report makes the anus feel quite full. That's right. <laughs> 1867, the Alaska Purchase happened. Mm. U.S. formally... Purchased Alaska from Russia for the low, low price of $7.2 million. I wonder if they regret that. You couldn't buy a house in Malibu for what we paid for Alaska. You really couldn't. Isn't that nuts? It's insane. 1873, Columbia, Princeton, Rutgers, and Yale set the rules for collegiate football. Hmm. This is how we're going to do it. Okay. See that guy there wearing the leather helmet? Hit him really hard in the head till he can't see straight. <laughs> Those are the rules. 1878, Thomas Edison made electricity available for household use for a price that no one could afford. 18, really, 1889. Yeah. The first all New York City World Championship in baseball took place. It was the New York Baseball Giants playing the Brooklyn Bridegrooms. Bridegrooms? Yes. That was the name of a team? That was the name of a team. Wow. Sounds like the Boston Shoemakers. I'd rather be the Shoemakers than the Bridegrooms. Brooklyn Bridegrooms. That's terrible. What an awful name for a sports team. (laughs) It's like the Cleveland Cuckolds. 
It's just why would it? Why would you make a bridegroom? I don't, I don't what, know. Do with it makes sports? no sense. Dumb, stupid. 1892, the first commercial long-distance phone line was available hmm. from Chicago to New York City. Hey, how you doing there in New York? How's everything going there, right? <laughs> That's what they asked him at first. <laughs> E.M. Forrester published his famous novel, Howard's End, on this day in 1910. Ah, yes. What? Ah, uh, yes. Howard's End. I've, yes. I've heard of the book. Yes, but don't act like you know E.M. Forrester's work. I know some of it. Okay, what's your favorite, besides Howard's End, mm. what is your favorite novel by famous English fiction writer, essayist, and librettist E.M. Forrester? Howard's Beginning. No, there's no that book. That was his first book. There is no book called Howard's Beginning. And how is it an end? Because Howard just Can't ended. Can't have an end without a beginning. A Room with a View would have been an acceptable okay. answer. A Passage to India. These okay. are all made into big budget films as right. well by the way 1912 black boxer jack johnson was arrested for violating the man act which is transporting a woman across state lines for immoral purposes Ooh. now i'm sure it had nothing to do with the fact that he was a black boxing champion who dated almost exclusively white women no i had nothing to do with that, that didn't piss off whitey at all no no. All, no i'm sure these weren't trumped up charges at all oh not at all speaking no. of trump and charges in uh, 2018, President Donald Trump formally pardoned Jack Johnson oh, for that crime. Okay. Just to show I'm not racist, <laughs> I pardoned a dead black guy, okay? He said famously. 1919, Belvin Maynard. Belvin. Belvin. Maynard. They didn't go with Melvin, they went nope. with Belvin. Won the first transcontinental air race hmm. in round trip of nine days across country through the air and back in nine days, four hours, and 25 minutes. Wow. The race cost nine lives. Sounds like a huge waste of everything. There were 54 crashes or forced landings during the race. Just a waste of people and money and time. <laughs> Just a waste. But they proved that you could go back and forth across the country in nine days. Like, who gives a shit? That's going to get... Fucking dumb. Uh, by the way, uh, Belvin died in a plane crash uh, a few years later well, that's the only way belvin can die <laughs> doing some stunt work some stupid shit in an airplane 1921 on this day charles streit and i'm so glad we're talking about chucky streit because nobody ever thanks him for what he gave us an invention that we're still using today at hmm. Pence. and today. it is pretty much the same technology and the same thing that charles streit Got his patent for back hmm. on this day in 1921. The cup. I believe people were drinking out of cups before hmm. 1921. Okay. Is the that okay sippy, with you? The sippy cup. Stop focusing <laughs> on cups. <laughs> the handled cup. I assure you, all those cups cup. predated this invention. Hmm. The automatic pop-up toaster. Oh, okay. Prior to that... Toasters were known for burning homes down. <laughs> You'd put bread in a toaster, leave it unattended, and it literally would burn your house well, to the ground. You shouldn't leave it unattended. Well, people didn't think. They're Takes like, you know what? I, mean, I need some toast. Oh, I got to get the kids off to school, so I'm going to put the bread in now, and then oh, I get distracted, and next house thing you know, done. the kitchen is in flames. <laughs> so Charles Strike came along and said, that's dumb. Why don't we set something up so when the, the toast is done, it just automatically shuts off and it, then pops the toast up. pops up. Yeah. It's a great invention. It is. It is. All right. 
As long as we agree on that. I, I agree. It's not as good as the cup. No, the cup was a good one, Cup's too. a much better invention. Imagine in 1921 if people finally started using cups. I'm tired of drinking out of my hands. I'm just hot coffee. Someone save us. I've, I've stopped drinking coffee in the morning because my hands are blistered. 1922 on this day, the British Broadcasting Company was founded. Later, the British Broadcasting Corporation, the BBC, mm. as it's known. The Beeb. The Beebs. As they say it. And not the Beebs. That's Justin Bieber. <laughs> well, there's a C at the end. The, the Beebs. That's the Beeb, as okay. it's known over there. In America. Okay. I don't know. I don't live over there. In 19... <laughs> I don't either, but I know. In 1929, Canadian law recognized that women would be considered people. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that kind? That was, that was kind of them to do that. 1929. Right? That was before the cup. Can or after the cup. Right? After the cup. Right around yeah. the cup. Canada got around to saying, okay, you ladies, you're, you're all you're all people now, eh? <laughs> you're a full person. Congratulations, you're all persons. Sorry. Sorry about that non-personhood. Uh, Nineteen thirty-one, American gangster Al Capone was convicted of tax evasion on this mm. day. They finally got big Al. Nineteen forty-two, Hitler ordered captured Allied commandos to be killed rather than captured and imprisoned. Mm. Wow. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Hitler sounds like a like a not yeah. a good guy. Anything to do with the Nazis is pretty shitty. He seems like a bad dude. Just an asshole. An angry little asshole. Not a good person. No. Hell of an artist. That's what I've heard. (laughs) 1952, the date of the very first issue of Mad Magazine. Oh. Oh, people don't know how important Mad Magazine was to my young life. Oh, I love Mad. I love Mad and Cracked for the two books. It was was a staple. Every kid had to read those two magazines. And now where are they? (laughs) Doing podcasts. (laughs) Doing podcasts. 1953, the very first black NFL quarterback in modern times played his first game on this day. He played for the Chicago Bears in 1953. Wow, that had to be tough. The uh, appropriately named Willie Thrower was his name. (laughs) Willie Thrower. Willie Thrower was the first black NFL quarterback in modern times. Mm. Played for Michigan State and then uh, became a Chicago Bear. That had to be a tough road to hug. Oh, I can't imagine. Good thing John Gruden wasn't a coach back then. <laughs> There's no way he would have had his shot. He wouldn't need emails. Imagine the telegraphs from him back then. Lighting, lighting crosses. <laughs> 1954, Texas Instrument Incorporated announced their first transistor radio on this day. 1955, University of California, Berkeley discovered the antiproton. Hmm. Antiproton, as you can imagine, is the antiparticle of the proton. They're usually short-lived because when a proton collides with an antiproton, mm-hmm. Both particles are annihilated oh, that's in no a good burst for, of energy. So good for either one of them. It's good because that's what powers the Starship Enterprise. Oh, okay. Matter, antimatter. Oh, yeah. The lithium crystals. 1961, the first adaptation of the 1957 Broadway musical West Side Story via film directed by Robert Weiss won the Academy Award for Best Picture in mm. 1962. I saw the trailer before uh, No Time to Die. You excited the, for the, uh, the Spielberg one? version? I was dubious yeah. when it was announced. But it looks pretty goddamn good. It looks good. good. Who knows? Yeah. It looks good. And I like that musical, too. Here's a little bit of the actual 1957 film. This is, uh, actually, I was going to say, it's uh, Natalie Wood who played Maria in the film. White white girl playing Hispanic. Mm. What, did they, what did they know? But um, not her singing. No. Yeah. Apparently, she worked really hard to sing the role. And then after it was over, they brought someone on. <laughs> They're like, no. No. I don't think no, so. No, we need better. We need better singing. <laughs> Here's a little bit of West Side Story. Tonight, tonight, it all began tonight. I saw you and the world. 
1962, James Watson and Francis Crick won the Nobel Prize in Medicine for their work in uh, determining the structure of DNA. Always lost in that story, by the way, is Rosalind Franklin, the British female biophysicist whose work made the whole thing possible. She's just lucky she's considered a person. That's true. She was Canadian. She'd be on the outs. Just be lucky you're a person. 1966, Persona, famous Swedish film by director Ingmar Bergman was released on this day. Besides Persona, what's your favorite Ingmar Bergman film? Oh, God. Uh, It's blacker when it's dark outside. (laughs) That must be translated directly from the Swedish because it sounds like an awkward title for a film. It's blacker when it's dark outside, huh? And it's true. It is true, but still holds true to this. Not a Bergman film to the best. Film aged very well. Some would say Fanny and Alexander, Autumn Sonata, Mm. Scenes from a Marriage, Cries and Whispers. Hour of the Wolf, Wild Strawberries. The Seventh Seal probably is most famous. Oh, yes. Seventh Seal. What? What happens in the Seventh Seal? Someone has a baby and the devil's coming. Something like that. (sighs) Nope. What's that Demi Moore movie? Nope. What was that? That was the... uh, The one where she was having the baby and there's the seventh sign, seventh seal. Some seal was broken and the devil was coming. Yeah. That's what this is about. But that's not what this is about. What's this one about? It's about a medieval knight who plays chess against death. Okay. That's where they got in Bill and Ted's that's, that's uh, bogus why, journey. That's why death looks like he gotcha. does in Bill and Ted. Yeah, yeah. The mo- one of the most famous interpretations, personifications of death by great artist Ingmar Bergman. But you know it because of Bill and Dude, Ted's. Dude, what's his face adventure. in Bogus Journey nailed death? Yes, he did. But he was very based, good death based on the uh, pers- the, uh, on the seventh seal. The seventh seal. Yes. The other six died. <laughs> They're not seals, as in ar, 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 seals. Seals as in... uh, Well, they wouldn't have died if they were good at chess. 1967, Walt Disney's animated musical adaptation of Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book was released. You know how I feel about this goddamn movie. Mm -hmm. How much I love it. Louis Prima, of course, is King Louis. Phil Harris is Baloo the Bear. Sebastian Cabot, Sterling Holloway, great cast. And this song. Oh, ooby-doo. I want to be like you. Hop-dee-ooby-doo. I want to walk like you. Chew. Talk like you. Chew. You see, it's true. Shoo-ba-dee-doo. And they like me. Shoo-ba-dee-doo. Can't lie to be human too. Oh, so good. 1968 Circus Circus Hotel opened up in Las Vegas on oh. this day. Became the largest permanent big top circus in the world. Oh. Okay. And nice. now it's um, not a place you want to hang out. No, in Vegas. Don't. If, you're, if you're there, you want to go somewhere else. But if you have kids, it's good. Yeah, I guess. It's good for kids. It's all right. Yeah. No, it's not all right. It's the it's, best place to go for kids. Just don't take your kid to Vegas, maybe. Well, there's something different. I like taking my kid to Vegas. Do you? And she likes Circus Circus. Right, but then you can't do what you want to do while you're in Vegas. I your certainly kid is can. Okay, go play with this dirty tent and clown thing, and then I will go gamble and drink. No, she can be in the arcade, and I can be right outside the arcade right. at, a, at a table. Earning mad coin, mad as the, dash, as, as the kids say. Mm. 1969, Rod Stewart joined the band The Small Faces, but they changed their name with the new lineup to The Faces, later becoming The Face, and then The Fay, and then The F. <laughs> no, I kid. Here's a little bit of Rod's work with The Faces. Stay with me. Stay with me. For tonight you better stay. Yeah. 
1988, the very first episode of a show called Roseanne debuted on television on ABC. Roseanne Barr, John Goodman, of course, Laurie Metcalf. 1992, Philadelphia Eagle Randall Cunningham set an NFL quarterback scramble record of 3,683 yards. I remember when he broke that record. That's a lot of scrambling. He mostly had to do that because he was running for his life because the offensive line was dismal. Their offense was pretty much take the ball and do something with it, Randall. Yeah, just make some magic work. And he often did. Yes. Zach De La Rocha announced he was leaving the band Rage Against the Machine on this day in the year 2000. Mary-Kate Olsen and Ashley Olsen were honored for their work as a fashion label Mm. on this day in 2012, and they still look like terrifying (laughs) children of the corn, those two. And in 2019, (laughs) the first all-female spacewalk by NASA astronauts happened with Christina Koch and Jessica Meyer went outside the International Space Station together. That's great. Pretty cool. It's really hard to walk in space in high heels, too. I would imagine, yeah. But they did a hell of a job, I gotta tell you. I'm kidding, ladies. <laughs> I'm like Canada. I see you as people. That's me. All right, you know what we do at this point, right? This is when we take a look at a food related to this day in history. Run it past Eddie Pence, see if it's something he'd be willing to eat. Or perhaps stick up his ass. Then pull out. Hmm. Today is no different. We'll talk about that food, and then we'll pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If the reels match up, jackpot it means Eddie's eaten. However, if they don't... <laughs> He's not going to go for it. (laughs) On this day in 1900, Count Bernhard von Bülow became Chancellor of Germany. Mm. He was famous for referring to Germany's need for a place in the sun. He wanted a global empire based on Germany. Germany likes empires. They sure do. They (laughs) like to build some empires. (laughs) Well, Count Bernhard von Bülow had a favorite dish in German cuisine, as you can imagine. Mm. His favorite meal was Schweinhaxen. Schweinhaxen. Yes. Mm. Schweinhaxe. Schweinshaxe. Schweinhaxe. Schweinshaxe. <laughs> Which uh, translates into pork knuckle. Oh, okay. He likes some pork knuckle. Who doesn't like a good pork knuckle? I love a good pork knuckle. I like to get knuckled. Who uh, doesn't like to get knuckled? So if you have Schweinshaxe. Schweinshaxe. You are eating the uh, ham hock, if you will, or okay. the pork knuckle. This is the end of the pig's leg, okay. just above the ankle, but below the meaty ham portion of the leg. So the, the not meaty part of the leg, the, the grisly hard part of the no, leg. No, it's a the piece, knuckle. It's a piece of bone, right? and it's surrounded by some right. flesh. Mostly bone. But this was primarily a peasant meal because you had to make use of the entire animal and the more, you know, the nicer cuts went to the butcher shop. Uh-huh. And if you had an inexpensive, tougher cut of meat, you would prepare it so that you could enjoy that as well. Mm-hmm. So this, the uh, the pig knuckle, the pork knuckle, if you will, is marinated for days. And then it is roasted at a very low temperature, which cooks it f- for a long time, makes it very tender. And the outside gets nice and crisp and crunchy on the outside. Mm. Usually served with a sauerkraut and potatoes. Mm. Now, I know you don't like the sauerkraut. I don't so like the sauerkraut. We're going to put that on the side. Okay, thank you. And just see if you'd like to dig into some Schweinshaxe. 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 Yeah, that sounds good that to me. That sounds good. But it's not about me. It's about <laughs> Eddie Pence. Is he eating Schweinshaxe? Only one way to find out is the pulling of the handle. Boom. Mm. What? No way! 
I think I, I mean, it's. Don't even understand him anymore. I think Jackpot has some German ancestry. He might be a little German. Wow. Who could have seen that? Well, coming? it's one, it's fun to say. Yeah, it sure Schweinhoxa. is. Schweinhoxa. And two, it, it's pork. I don't mind like pork chops and stuff like that. And yet, being the riddle wrapped in an enigma dipped in the conundrum that you are, you have a strict no ham. Policy. I don't like ham. I don't like ham. So you so pork is okay. Pork's okay. But ham is not okay. Right. Do you understand? It's the same that ham is I get it. pork. I get Are it. you aware of that? Whatever situation? happens in the process from pork to ham, I don't like. Like I like bacon. I like pork chops. Ham is just but I don't like ham. Thinly sliced pieces. Then of that's pork. what does it. I guess the thinly slicing of the pork and the ham oh does something. It's so salty and gross. And I don't know. Well, schmeg all over it. You're having, well, you're eating Schweinhoxer. I like Schweinhoxer. Schweinhoxer. That's just fun to say. It is. Then that's it for this day in history. I pity the fool who ain't been schooled by Ralph recently. He's dropping college-level knowledge with such accuracy. It got my head spinning faster than a drunk Eddie. And I'm rocking the back and track with a rap like a bad celebrity. I hope Cooperman loves my beats, because that rhymes with LMB. And that's a wrap for the Ralph Report today in history. Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Wow, congratulations to Halloween Kills. Hmm. Did it monster, no pun intended, box office numbers this weekend with a $50 million wow. box office opening. That's impressive. It's even more impressive when you realize that it was also released same day on Peacock. Oh, was it? And didn't seem to work to its detriment at all. That's crazy. A lot of people went to the movie theaters to see Halloween Kills versus watching it on Peacock. I think people like the experience of seeing a, mo a horror movie in a theater. I suppose. It is a communal experience, yeah. right? Plus, a lot of people don't like Peacock and don't have Peacock. I don't think a lot of people subscribe to Peacock. No, the Universal imagine. was hoping it would drive people to Peacock. No, but, uh, no one yeah. wants to be driven to Peacock. $50 million in its opening weekend. No Time to Die slid into second place in its second weekend with a $24.3 million box office, only uh, down 56% from last mm. weekend. It brings its domestic total to about $100 million. Not bad. Globally, it's about $450 million right oh. now. The only other wide release this weekend was 20th Century Fox's The Last Duel. That's with uh, Matt Damon and uh, Ben Affleck. And uh, playing, what's his Adam playing, Driver. Playing knights. Yeah, Adam Driver. And they're like, jousting. And like a bad film version of medieval times <laughs> no one went to see this movie it seems like a movie you wouldn't want to see like i, I see the trailer i'm like i don't want to see this matt damon and ben affleck they're not pulling off medieval knights for me ever adam driver could yeah he could but, but they can't the other guys i'm just like no they're much too contemporary goodwill hunting this is why we have british actors <laughs> to play those roles made 4.8 million dollars Ooh. But at least it only cost a hundred million dollars to make, wow. so it's it's going to break that even. I didn't even cover craft service for that movie. Hey, speaking of making movies, looks like IATSE has reached a tentative deal with producers to avert a strike. I read about that. The International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees were uh, working hard over the weekend to avoid a strike today, and looks like they have a tentative 
agreement. Now, here's the thing. It still needs to go to the rank and file members of the union yeah. for them to approve it. So we're not out of the woods yet, but it seems like they made significant progress on a yeah. lot of the issues that mattered hey, to them. Hey, they're talking and they're working on it. That's the most you can hope for. Right? Well, it's done now. Yeah. I mean, the deal's done. So now they're going to give it to the members and they have to vote to ratify it or not. If they don't, then either they go back to the bargaining table right. or the strike will actually happen. I know one of the sticking points is they wanted a 5% wage hike mm -hmm. and producers are only willing to give them three percent well producers want to be rich yes oh. so that's one of they the don't want to give their money away a few other sticking points as well but at least production will go on yeah while the union gets a chance to go over this contract and then eventually vote one way or the other elvis presley's drummer has passed away the great ronnie tut he wasn't just elvis's drummer but he did drum for the king from 1969 through 1977 until elvis's death then started working with a, just some of the best names in the business. Uh, he was a drummer for Roy Orbison and Neil Diamond and Billy Joel and Jerry Garcia. And he worked with in recording studio with Elvis Costello and Kenny Rogers and Glenn Campbell and Stevie Nicks. Mm. I mean, just goes on and on and on. Truly one of the greats. He was 83 years old when he passed away this weekend. Here's a little bit of the King himself introducing Ronnie in concert. On the drums from Dallas, Texas, hard work and Ronnie Tut. There he is, a hard worker and run a tut. Until Elvis has had a few tranquilizers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now there he is from Dallas, Texas, a hard worker and run a tut. At least he got his name right. He did. You know who else died? Who? Thelma Lou. Oh, no. Yeah, the actress who played Thelma Lou, Barney Fife's girlfriend in the old Andy Griffith show. Oh, man. Betty Lynn has passed away. She was 95 years old. Damn. Can't ask for much more than that, really, can you? No. She was uh, charming in that role. Bar Barney sure loved his Thelma Lou. He did. Sad. You a Michael Jackson fan? I, I appreciate the work. You want a, you want a collectible? I don't. Because his passport <laughs> application is up for sale. Oh, okay. How much? It's for the low, low price of $75,000. Oh, why wouldn't you just throw that down right now and get it, Ralph? You can own his passport application. Not even his passport. It's the paperwork he filled out trying to get an app, uh, get a passport. People just piss money away for nothing. Well, he did sign it. Okay, so you so? got his autograph on there. Great. And it includes four Polaroid passport photos that Michael took to oh. with the, go with the application. I bet those are pleasant. It's, uh, it looks pretty grim. I he looks pretty imagine. unhappy, them, quite frankly. Passport photos look bad on normal, regular-looking people. However, it is a one-of-a-kind. <laughs> You're not going to see any... If you own this, no other Michael Jackson fan will own this piece okay. of memorabilia. It's still not worth it. 75K. Not worth it. You should buy it. I don't. I don't have. It. I'm not worth 75k dead. Well, you should think about <laughs> doing something that would earn that money so that you can own it. <sighs> Adele broke a record over the weekend. Her new single "Easy on Me" dropped, and it streamed 24 million times in Holy 24 shit. hours, breaking a Spotify record. Damn. The previous record holder was BTS. That received 11 million streams Whoa, on its first day, so this is more it. than double. Yeah. Damn. She's super talented. The she video is. dropped as well. Uh, as of right now, I think it has nearly 100 million views on YouTube. Dropped on Friday. Here's a little bit of her new song. It's called Easy On Me.
God damn, she's so good. Insane. And now DC's just trolling the right. Now they're just fucking with them. What are they doing now? They announced over the weekend. Everybody's gay. Superman's catchphrase is no longer truth, justice, and the American way, Eddie Pence. Truth, justice, and? Truth, justice, and a better tomorrow is now what (laughs) Superman's That's what I thought was, and I'm gay. I thought was going to be it. No. No. This is the OG Superman. This is the Clark Kent Superman, not the John Kent Superman. John Kent is bisexual. Oh, this is Clark Kent. Clark Kent Superman. A better tomorrow. Taking the American out of it. Changing his changing his motto for truth, justice, and a better tomorrow, he's no longer just representing the American way. Oh my God. And some people- Some people are gonna lose their goddamn minds are not this. Are not happy. <laughs> oh, that's Dean Kane losing his shit <laughs> as we speak. You get, Dean Kane eats this up because no one knows about Dean Kane until someone does something with Superman, and then he tweets about it angrily. It's and then the, everybody talks about Dean Kane. It's the only time his phone it's the only rings, time he's relevant. And they book him on Fox yeah. News. So he, he loves this shit. Oh, yeah. It's, it, this is his career now. It's he's his, probably in charge of this on the back end somehow. He's working for DC, probably giving is. him ideas. It's the only way you talk about him. Guys, here's, a, here's my plan. You should change the motto. Take American out. And make I'll be him, like, oh, no. Take a meal at the National I Anthem. Lo- I love America. Yeah, it's a big conspiracy. All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on October 18th, starting with Russ Gear from The Association, great 60s pop band. He's 78 years old today. Vincent Spano's 59, Frida Pinto, lovely and talented actress from Slumdog Millionaires, 37. Actor Pam Dauber, who was the Mindy to Robin Williams Mork, is 71 years old. Jean-Claude Van Damme, the muscles from Brussels, 61. Jazz trumpeter Wynton Marcellus is 60. Zach Efron is 34 today. Tyler Posey is 30. And guitarist Peter Svensson from The Cardigans is 47 years old today. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now it's time to surprise Eddie with a new mm, Munchin Monday. I don't like it. You should. You're going to love this. I, am I? You're going to love today's Munchin I... Monday because it's a special Halloween-themed Munchin Monday. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. Eddie Pence, I present what? to you Monster Mash cereal. What? I don't know if you've heard about Monster Mash or not. I have not. But to celebrate the 50th anniversary of monster cereals, uh-huh. General Mills has put together Monster Mash cereal 
for the Halloween season. Oh. It is all five of the monster cereals right. mixed together into one box. So Count Chocula, Frankenberry. Yes. Booberry. Right. What are the other two? Fruit Brute. Fruit the, Brute. The wolf. The werewolf. I'm not familiar with Fruit, fruit Brute. Fruit Brute. I'm not familiar with Fruit Brute. What about What's the fifth one? Fruity Yummy Mummy. Nope. Oh. I'm only, the other three are the ones I know. Oh, Eddie. I didn't know. Do they still make the other ones? Fruit Brute? I, I, I think they've uh, they've retired Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy, I yes, think. Yes, I think so. I don't remember. And those. they had retired the other two for a while and then brought them back mm. again. But it was 1971 when the first two debuted. Count Chocula and Frankenberry were the first. Here's uh, the original commercial from 1971. Don't be scared. I'm the super sweet monster with the super sweet new cereal, Count Chocula. Bethel. Here's the super sweet new cereal, Frankenberry. But I've got chocolate sweeties for monstrous chocolate flavor. Well, I've got berry-flavored sweeties for monstrous strawberry flavor. Count Chocula. Frankenberry. Hi. <laughs> Frankenberry. Count Chocula. See, they were scared of the little kid. <laughs> in 1973, Booberry joined the lineup, and then Fruit Brute came in 1974. That was discontinued in 1982, and Fruity Yummy Mummy, which sounds like a porn film. Yes, it does. Me, Yummy Mummy. Um, that debuted in 1988, and that was discontinued in 1992. But they mm. got the guys back together again. They're uh, treating them like a supergroup of <laughs> monsters. So much so, if you go to monstermashserial.com, they have an entire documentary oh, really? about, about getting the band back together. <laughs> they do it like a behind-the-music kind of thing. And they get together to record a new version of the Monster Mash, oh. which, of course, ties into the cereal. Chalk, Frank, Boo, Fruit, Mummy. They were the world's most popular monster supergroup until the pressures of the serial lifestyle tore it all down. They had it all. Fame, respect, lots of gold. Then they threw it all away. Now, after decades apart, the monsters have reunited. The only question is why? That's uh, Lucky, the Lucky Charms leprechaun yeah. uh, commenting on their success. They also <laughs> interview the Trix Rabbit. They've got a lot of behind-the-scenes interviews. So you can check that out again, as I mentioned, monstermashserial.com. Mm. So okay. I thought it'd be fun for us to crack open a box. Yes. By the way, you can hardly find this anywhere. Where'd you get People it? People are collecting it because oh. it's a collector's item. Oh, really? So I had to get this on the black market. Oh. I had to get this from the back of a van of a guy in a... Did you get my kidney? What'd you do? <laughs> in a CVS parking lot after hours. <laughs> but I got my hands on the family-sized box of Monster Mash cereal. Wow. All five together. Mm. We're going to pour it in a bowl. We're going to add some milk. Yeah. And we're going to see what it tastes oh, like. Can't wait. On today's Munchin' Monday. Munchin' Mondays. It's a fun day. And it's happening on the Ralph Report. Munchin' Mondays, Eddie's Fun Day, will he vomit all over the floor? I don't eat fungus, I don't like it, but it, the, the thought of it makes me sick. The testicles are just all... See, how lucky are you? I'm very lucky. That you're getting Monster Mash cereal. Very nice, thank you. On today's Surprise Munchin' Monday. For you <laughs> two, three, and four-star generals, who uh, watch Munchin' Monday instead of just listening. Here's the box. This is the family size. It's a fun little box. You know how Eddie gets when there's 
free food involved. I figured I better get the jumbo edition. Uh, they're right there on the front. Uh, Chalk, uh, Frank, Mummy, Boo, Boo, and uh, Brute, Fruit Brute are all there. So let's bust this sucker open. What do you go. say? Do it. Is there a toy in it? I don't think so. Mm, that's too bad. They should have little action figures of all the characters. You have to buy five boxes to get oh. the band back together. It's all, I think it's... Is it all what? <laughs> it's all one thing? No, it's just, it's not what I expected. What did you expect? I expected, they're, they're all colored things. I thought just, the, that's not a racist wow. thing. Wow. <laughs> the, the marshmallows right. used to be the only colored parts, right? right? But this cereal is also colored. You'll is see it, when I pour it Is it, it all marshmallows or is there actually no, cereal there? No, it's cereal and marshmallows. Oh. But how can the fruit and the chocolate and everything go together? How can that be a know. thing? Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. It's a uh, pungent. It's got an odor to oh, it. Oh, it does. It's very uh, fruity. It is very fruity. Well, how's, how's Chocula going to be represented? Well, they're all ghosts. Although the cereal is just ghosts. Yeah, mm. but that's not the, uh, the, the, yeah, uh, the marshmallow bits. The chocolate's going to be overpowered. Poor Count Chocula. Yeah, he's getting the shitty end of the stick here and he's yeah. the og i know he's getting fucked hard man all right, all right. is this two percent no it's full full milk yeah jesus this is saturday like morning sucking time, off man. a cow man what the fuck are you doing just what are you all, all of a sudden you're concerned about your diet i'm just saying i i try to cut fat where i can it's not fat to get you man it's carbs and we're eating a bowl full of carbs right here mm. oh right. my god it's so fruity it's very fruity it's too fruity. There's no chocolate. Well, it must be. Where? I don't see it. The little brown bats. <laughs> I oh, there's one. Yeah, that's Count Chocula yeah, right that's there. Tiny. Oh man, right. this is fruity. Here we go. All right, ready? Uh -huh. Here we go. Oh my god. Tastes like Fruit Loops. Not even as good as Fruit Loops. This is like someone poured. Like someone poured tang into my milk. It's like someone emptied a bottle of air freshener potpourri into my cereal bowl. That's <laughs> what it, it's got a weird taste to it, man. Hmm. Yeah. It's too fruity. Yeah, it's like someone took a dump and now trying to cover it up. No, it's like, it's like someone took a pack of gum and put it in cereal. One more time. I mean, I'll keep it. Of course, you will. <laughs> it's free. I don't hate it. It's free. That's why you like it. It is free. I didn't pay for this. Mm. Oh, bad. It's awful. I don't hate it. It's awful. But it does smell like a bowl of bulberry. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> that is awful. Monster Mash <clears throat> cereal blows. <laughs> it's not the best I've ever had. It's not, it's, not oh a good it's not a good cereal. That makes me wish I had COVID so that I wouldn't have it a sense of taste or smell. <laughs> Boy, does that suck. That's so. I'm gonna it's bad. I'm gonna live with that taste for some time. Yeah, it's gonna hang, it's gonna be like the rose jam. It's gonna hang out there for a while. Wow. Well, there you go. We ate it so you don't have to. I don't care Man. if it's Halloween or not. I don't think I'll go back. Don't eat that. Eddie's stopped. 
I even stopped. Eddie has so, stopped eating something. The more it sits in my mouth, the more I'm like, I don't want any more in I've there. I've seen him eat a Pokeball when he didn't even want to eat it, and he kept going. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Mm. So there you go. A monstrous Munch and Monday. Oof. It's just another Munch and Monday. Eating is fun day. Maybe something on a fun day. I don't get the runs day. It's just another munch in Monday. Yeah, I got to get the taste of that out of my mouth. That's just jammed up in the molars. It's awful, man. It's truly not good. (laughs) Just really going to have to trust me on this one. (laughs) Woo. Mm. I don't think even kids would like that. It's not something I think you would like as a child. It's not even... It's sweet, playing sweet, but not in... It's real sweet. Not in a good way. Mm. Well. No, thank you. Fuck the monsters. That was... I guess is the moral of the story. <laughs> well, sorry to go. I did, it's not what I expected at all. I thought we'd go on a little a fun, fun, little sweet sad. sugar rush, and now I'm just unhappy. The whole is less than the sum of its parts. Indeed. They should bust up again, that band, and they should all do their solo projects. All right, kids, that's it for today's show. Come back and join us tomorrow, won't you? Tuesday means... TV Tunes Tuesday. We're going to take a look at one of your favorite TV theme songs, do a deep dive on the song and the show that spawned it. Also, more of the usual stuff. Stop smacking your lips. I can't get it out of my mouth. <laughs> I drink all my water already. Oh, see? That's why I say you should always <laughs> portion out your water. Oh, you wouldn't be good on a, on a desert island. I would not. I'd be dead. Um, what else? All the usual stuff. Just come join us. Just don't ask why. Just say, okay. I'll meet you boys back here tomorrow. <laughs> and in order to do that, you got to take care of yourself. So please don't eat Monster Mash cereal. And well, I just had the first burp of it. No, oh, God. See? Oh, God. Oh, stop it. Also, stay good in the hood. Wear a mask because when you're wearing a mask, you can't eat Monster Mash cereal. Also, stay sweet at six feet. Stay six feet away from Monster Mash cereal because <laughs> life is life. And it's too short to eat Monster Mash cereal. That's it for today's show, kids. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until tomorrow, love you, mean it. Bye. 